are back with the Afterwatch. We're watching ReZero, Season 1, Episode 8. I cried, cried my lungs out, and stopped crying. I'm Tim. I'm Brian. <laughs> that's kind of a, that's a crazy title right there. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time I started noticing the titles. I was like, I should write these down, because you always bring it up. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, well, I have, I have a lot to say about that, because this is another different side of Subaru that we haven't seen yet. It's him almost past desperation. It's him, re oh man, he's mental breakdown stages. Oh know? yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Before we get into it, though, remember to subscribe if you haven't already. If you have any questions or comments, things you'd like us to bring up here on the show, fictionalquestions at gmail.com is where you reach us. And if you'd like to leave us a review over there on Apple Podcasts or Audible, we always appreciate that. Yep. All and right. Plus one to the questions, because eventually we do get around to trying to do a Q&A episode sort of thing. And that's fun. We, Yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, we really get into I I feel like, especially with these, there's a lot to mine and talk about, because yeah. I think that a lot of the themes and I don't know, even the twists are well thought out. Plus, it might be different than other isekai, because I haven't seen a ton of them. So mm. I'm kind of I, ha I have seen a bunch, but they're not usually this. Uh, what would you say? Thoughtful. Yeah, my my understanding is that a lot of them are more power fantasy. So it's like they sure. do have powers. And that's kind of where Subaru's character is coming from, right? The, he has this understanding that, oh, he's supposed to be a hero. He's supposed to be powerful or the chosen mm -hmm. one. There's a lot of them where, you know, someone is summoned and they're the most OP person ever, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's kind of a comedy, but also what they do with that power. I think that's a different storyline. Yeah. So it'd be cool if people have comparisons because for me, I like this way of like, it's very easy for me to be like, well, if I was in it, because he doesn't have powers, I don't have powers. <laughs> right. That's true. Well, I don't know. We see a little bit of magic happening in this episode, right? Oh, that's right. Puck starts <laughs> to draw things out and explain some of the magic system. I do. I do like the magic system, but that's, I think that's in a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there anyway. So, yeah, Subaru, after jumping off that cliff, he wakes up in the same room. The sisters are there. Uh, and I mean, it's nice to see that Rem's alive. Of course, we figured that would be the case if he restarted. Yep. And but then... of course, and they're they're just, you know, doing their shtick of how they just make him feel bad. <laughs> I think it's part of their thing. Uh, he does grab both of their hands, though. Yes, uh, I, I thought that was clever. He places them, obviously, uh, Rams and Rams' reaction of like, that's weird, is, is pretty funny and appropriate. <laughs> but uh, placing them, he, he like confirms that they were the ones in the flashback. Correct. Uh, so I thought that was that was good work. on his Right part. out of the gate. He gets that over with. He gets that done. Yeah. And yeah, they're freaked out. What is it? One of the lines, your very birth was a mistake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Savage. I like that he is more tentative because before it was like, oh, they're in maid outfits. You know, he loves this world. He just dreams of being fawned over by everyone mm -hmm. uh, like a like a harem anime or something. But uh, I mean, he still <laughs> keeps up his shtick with Amelia whenever he sees her. Like, oh, Amelia, you're the best. He, he does. True. He still does that. Yep. I, I just like he's getting a little more tempered. He's definitely being uh, mm -hmm. forged by fire uh, through this through the many awful deaths. That's true, because he basically I don't know if you called it a truce or whatever, but with the maid girls, he's like, let's just be friends right off the bat. So I think is that just a way of setting them at ease? If that's something he can do, it's the first step in that. Yeah, I wonder if it's 
it feels like it's a little for both of them. It's a little for him. So he doesn't go mm-hmm. overboard uh, and expect mm-hmm. too much, but also he's almost like, whoa, whoa. He kind of knows that they could be, they could just literally kill him. So right. Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and the line, the line that, that comes up uh, that he's usually, these are like little jokes that the, the sisters say, like mm-hmm. it's, he, what kind of man takes pleasure in being tortured. And that was extra funny because he's literally living through a torturous, uh, many deaths uh so right i thought that's that pretty clever they're talking about how you know they they talk to him but he's actually living through <laughs> yeah and deaths. he's and he's gonna really live through some torture today too yeah anyway yeah amelia comes in she still has no idea what he's saying when he's going off on his you know whatever he's enchanted by her smile that all that shtick that he does his spieling but mm-hmm. he gets right to it he's like okay let's get started and he's ready to take on his playthrough of nailing all the beats that he has to do yeah and i like how he he lays it out right here right mm-hmm. like what he thinks his requirements are right and it's earned trust of everyone there and defeat the shaman that's attacking the mansion because he still thinks there's someone else besides rem you know because rem he thinks he understands where she was coming from like he was being suspicious so that's why she had to take care of him yes there is still the question of exactly like uh, i would like to know a little bit more about Mm -hmm. that like why do they have to kill him into silence Mm -hmm. um so it's it's a good plan. I like his like gaining trust. And right. I hope that that sounds like he's also trying to gain more trust from Roswell. That right. would be, uh, I think, a good goal for him because it's kind of the one he hasn't. And Roswell seems to be more important in his own house, right? Right. <laughs> so, we, would, we would think so. Yeah, he has power and influence. So I, I like that he's kind of saying, okay, well, he wants to befriend everybody. That's great. But mm-hmm. I, I hope that Roswell is included in his plan. And then the shaman thing, clearly, because Beatrice uh, seems to be the nicest to him. And... Well, it's also because even though, you know, Rem was out after him out there, um, she ended up dying in the last playthrough. So it's not her that's the ultimate bad in this arc. Yep. Oh, and if he defeats the shaman, maybe again, I'm, I'm hung up on Roswell for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he defeats the shaman, then maybe he'll gain the trust of all of them. So that kind of is a good a good goal. And really, I think it right. give a lot of reputation points for, <laughs> for everyone right, else. Because if the shamans, they're coming up against everyone and he defeats that person, that's immediately not only has he saved amelia once but now he's saved all of them too oh that's a good point oh no they're good if they might maybe that won't happen because there's a double dip so he already gained favor by saving it so i don't know if he saves them again okay fine but if there's a third time and Mm -hmm. he only gains trust by saving people i'd say i hope they come up with something else well okay we'll we'll (laughs) get there when we get there but anyway uh so he does you know you know hire me to work in this place he does the whole you know, not <laughs> just uh, living off, you know, their their uh, niceties or whatever. Freeloading, I guess, is what you would call it. Uh, he he signs on to work and he's going pretty hard at this. He's actually pretty exhausted to the point where everyone thinks he's working maybe too hard. You know? Yeah. They're a little comes worried off. about him. Yeah, he comes off a little uh, not eccentric, just fanatic. Fana- yeah, manic. That's perfect. Yeah. And it reminds me of a person who is, uh, I don't know, what would you say? They're not wanting to deal with the problem at hand. So they're doing everything else and they're 
so obvious about it to everyone else, you know? <laughs> it's like you when you know you have homework to do, but suddenly your house is super clean. Because <laughs> you're right. like, I'll get to it in a second, but oh, yeah, let me just wash the dishes and do the thing. And then just next thing you know, it's everything's sparkling clean because you're avoiding the one big thing. That's, that's interesting. I didn't think of that. I just thought like, oh, man, people are going to see him and think, am I in danger? This guy is, is just too much right now. Yeah, because he's trying not to be suspicious, but now everyone's looking at him like saying, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like saying, don't be suspicious and whistling in a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But we do, at this moment, this is when they start talking about some of the magic stuff. And how first, I think it's brought in first where they're talking about how Melia doesn't really use magic. She's a spirit arts user. Yeah, I think it's cool that they differentiate. Some people use mana from the environment, like mm -hmm. the Brave Sir Night Guy, mm -hmm. um, when they talked about sucking it from the environment. And that's a cool callback because it explains why... Um, they had to share there in the yeah, loot house. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then versus using someone their own someone's own uh, mana, which is... So that's kind of cool. I, I'm mm -hmm. glad that they talk about some of that. Yeah, so uh, they try to figure out what it is. I guess in this world, everyone probably has something. Yeah, what is it? The difference is that some people just, yeah, need that gate to channel the mana through. So um, there's what? Fire, water, wind, and earth. And Puck puts his tail like to uh subaru's forehead to kind of read him i thought puck was making it up when when puck did the meow meow meow, meow magic sound yeah yeah it was i thought good. he was playing a trick on him he's gonna be like oh you don't have anything <laughs> yeah maybe but no he gets shadow which is i guess at first he thinks it sounds kind of cool but then he's like oh what it's just debuffs <laughs> uh yeah that was it's a little bit of a cheater. I got a little bit upset, not going to lie, because they lay out the five types and it's like, oh, cool. You know, it's I, I like that sort of thing because it mm -hmm. lets you it's always fun to think about what element would you like or which mm -hmm. one matches your personality or your friends. Uh, so like for me, I uh, I wonder which one you would like. For me, I definitely like uh, the ice, snow, frosty types, not so much like the earth and fire, even okay. though fire seems popular, like Endeavor gets you real fired up in his more uh, recent fights. You sure. <laughs> so which one would you like before we let's a small tangent here what, what, are oh, your favorite what would i go with i wouldn't do fire or something like that i wouldn't want elements um mm. because you know you see what that does to yourself or maybe to endeavor if we're talking my hero academia <laughs> um i would definitely be more i've always been a telekinesis type person so oh. i don't know what that would be in in regards to this would it be some kind of wind or or movement i don't know yeah, I wonder. Maybe like an arcane. Uh, okay, I get, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. But anyway, anyway, yeah, I, I like those systems because I love thinking about it and picking and choosing. So sure, Shuru, yeah. though, I get a little upset because he gets the rare one. So I'm like, ah, cheater. <laughs> right, but what can he do? He's he's almost like a person that steps in to stop things. Right? Isn't that what it would be? What do you, What do you mean by that? With debuffs, what is what is it talking about basically? Oh, okay, so. When I hear debuffs, I would think like negative status effects. Right. Um, and yeah, to your point, it's kind of like, okay, I don't know why it just makes me think of My Hero Academia and that sort of thing. So yeah, so it'd some be of Eraserhead. Yeah, right? it could be something maybe like Eraserhead and control mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. stuff. But, but at the same time, also in this world, if you did water, maybe you could give people water and sustain life. If you did earth, maybe you could build things and those are helpful. But the, right. the thing with shadow is like, oh man, that kind of sucks. It's like, you can't run around and debuff people and that's good. <laughs> Unless right. he's actively fighting people, it's like, ah, it doesn't have a nice side use, right? He can't run around and heal, which would be 
like if you try to put in one of these systems in real life, like in our world, I, I used to think this with like WoW characters, like which one would you want to be? And it's like, if you pick Warlock, it's like, you're not going to be shadow bolting people in real life or, or debuffing them. But if you pick something that has some positive stuff, you can make a whole practice out of healing people or those sorts of things. So I kind of exactly. feel like, yeah, it's going to be hard for him. Like, how does he use these uh, kind of evil, but not, but just deep. Yeah. Like, like you said, that, that's a, that's an interesting one to think of. How is he going to apply these mm-hmm. negative status things without actively trying to hurt people? You know, I don't know. I don't think he knows. But uh, he does try to <laughs> use it, right? Mm-hmm. We see that. It's pretty funny, too, because what they tell Amelia to go very far away in case there is an accident. And, of course, it blow, It literally blows up. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a good comedy bit. Soften it up from the last episode. <laughs> sure, yeah. We needed it. <laughs> and um, he's, like, kind of just done after that. Exhausted, lying down. Used up all his mana in one shot. That's because he has no control over it. Yeah. Do you think that means he won't be able to gain control of it? Is it kind of like too late? Because obviously he came from another world and Puck mm-hmm. makes that comment that uh, he hasn't practiced or used it or something. So Right. I don't know. I it's, it's hard to say because, again, things take so many different, you know, they don't usually go the route you think they're going. So who knows if something else might cause him to change or who knows what? Oh, that's true. It could it could become an advantage because he just blasts it all out. Who knows? I don't I don't know that that that's almost too comedic. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But uh, I do like here. And this is a great thing to think about. How he keeps saying sorry to Amelia and she's like, just just thank you instead of all, well, I don't need all the sorries. I really like that too, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned it because it's a it's a nice like attitude shift, and mm-hmm. and he really needs something to hold on to. And since we talked about him like jumping off the cliff before, uh-huh. uh, just having this worldview of how he sees things and just switching from a, a sorry attitude to a thankful one, I think that's really cool. I, I just but think it's, that's good for everybody. <laughs> it's good. It's also good to you know know in real life not to always say you're sorry (laughs) you know that's kind of annoying too but i think it also shows that emilia is has found a connection with him is trusting him because she just tells him to skip to the next part right like Mm -hmm. i know you're sorry let's keep moving so they've actually it's it shows that there is a deepening of whatever connection they've gone through you know yeah that seems to always happen after he's like trying hard I, mm-hmm. I think in some of the other playthroughs, whenever he's he's trying to do a lot of stuff, she kind of giggles and laughs and, and enjoys that part of right. his honest hard work. Mm-hmm. We do see Rom and Roswell up there talking again about keeping an eye on Subaru. And then uh, we see Rem watching him clean, you know, as he's cleaning in the pool like he usually does. Um, but nothing comes of it. And then we see him just asking Beatrice about how is it that he can avoid these curses? Because obviously it's a curse he figures that killed him the first night. And it's the same curse that got Rem this last time. So one thing she says is that it's impossible, I guess, for once a curse is taken hold, it's impossible to negate it. Yeah, that sounds really strong. <laughs> like the curse just lasts forever. That's what Beatrice says, right? Mm hmm. But uh, and and as far as, you know, curses and witches go, they're only talking about one person when they talk about a witch. And it's Satella, the person who I guess she says devoured the six witches of deadly sins. So I guess the rest of the sins, she killed them all. Yeah, I, I thought that was uh, it, ma- it makes sense because I, I, I it's a thrown away line, but it, there's so much in there, you know? 
Well, it, it, it makes me realize because they, they called her the Witch of Envy. And I always thought, oh, I don't care about the Envy part. It's just the witch, right? Mm-hmm. She's important because she's the one which they talk about. And yeah. that was like, oh, okay, now it's Envy that ate the other deadly sins. So it has a very like fulminal alchemisty sure. type feel and, you know, everything else that uses the deadly sins. Right, exactly. Um, um, also very Highlander. I, there might be an old reference for, for some people. Just like there mm-hmm. can be only one. So Okay, yeah. The Satella just, is she going to be insanely strong because they have the powers of all the other witches i wonder how that works but it does say that she's she hasn't died and she's sealed away but not destroyed was that the dragon that did that it was a uh, three things right that there was a dragon involved a sage and a, maybe a knight i don't remember the third something like that yeah so it took anyway. everything and couldn't be destroyed so it sounds like a big bad evil boss mm-hmm. final final boss type scenario probably <laughs> So then he starts thinking about what would, you know, cause a person to use her name then, thinking about why Amelia in that first episode used her name, you know, gave her name to Subaru. And I still don't have an answer for that. What do you think? Yeah, I was hoping you had you had more. So I don't buy the excuse. I think they they kind of say that um if they I guess they want to seem insane or if they don't fear death, maybe they'll use the name. Uh, I think maybe he mentioned something like maybe it'll take the attention off the fact that um, she's trying to win the, you know, the seat and be chosen with the emblem and all that. I, I don't really. Well, I think he makes the he thinks that it's an insane type of deal to say that. And then maybe she's trying to push that angle so that she's actually not selected. OK, I that makes more sense because it really just. I don't know. Seems seems odd to take that. It is very step. odd. And I think there's more to it, but I don't know that we know at this point. Yeah. Anyway. Definitely um, sounds like it'll come back later. <laughs> like, oh, that's... Yeah, what yeah. Meant. There's a lot of things I think that they're seeding into this, you know, storyline and we'll pick up the threads at some point. Right. Of course, this is when he's really trying to win over Melia. He sees he's made some progress, so he tries to further the deal and she just says, uh, the one for me is Puck and Puck, you know, I'm the one for Puck. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, and usually I think like some of the little stuff he does like this is is cringy and too like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you're, I don't know. You're trying too hard. Yeah, yeah. And especially in a, in a weird way, like it's not her choice. But this I really like because she just straight up sets the boundaries. And I mm-hmm. think it's so great because they people, you know, there's a lot of anime things and they joke about it and they jump and hug them. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes lacking uh normal yeah. boundaries but it's just so great to Amelia just set up the boundaries and it's in a funny way it's in a cute way and it's pretty like just nope <laughs> it's just yeah being yeah it's like almost what he has nothing to offer compared to puck i guess yeah but who knows that was funny too. I, I i i did really like that as from the jokes the little jokes like that that are working mm-hmm. so far they've come from puck because there's also some other remember when he was pretending to be like amelia's father oh the father and son thing that was pretty good that one yeah that was a couple episodes ago that was pretty funny too that made her giggle that's where we got the giggling yep yeah so so far puck's been pretty funny like that as a character talking cat (laughs) um but yeah they do notice that he seems pretty manic he what at this point knocks over a vase and then fixes he's like oh i'll fix it it's, it's kind of funny though reb is like but you made the work why why should i be happy that you're solving the problem that you made yeah i uh that one is a good bit i i like that better than the 
ways they kind of just verbally abuse them and it's like haha yeah they're they're kind of just yeah they're, they're ragging on them but this one is just real clear-cut <laughs> it's like it's just really true and he, he really seems to be losing he's his losing mind. it yeah yeah he's trying to he's keep saying up. he feels sick but he's like dancing and, and really going over the top yeah and what do you think he's going for here like why do you think he's so like just over the top and just he's like that person who's just exhausted and they keep pushing themselves yeah what they, I... they're unable to accept the limitations of the of what's going on physically with them and yeah. so he's really trying to push and solve everything because we saw that now he's opened himself up to all the other options not just his own playthrough but figuring out the you know everything else for everyone else like keeping everyone safe in this mansion right now and i think it's a little too much for him to take on maybe mentally yep yeah i that's that's well put because <laughs> it, it definitely has that feeling that it's the physical manifestation of his mental suffering mm-hmm. um, but he's he ends up throwing up I, I and then amelia finds him and basically yanks him you know down a hallway and into a room just tells him to sit down and <laughs> says we'll only do this once and it's the lap pillow yeah, I I was a little like, eh, he did mention it and it's a it's a big bit. I thought he was going to literally fall asleep as soon as he sat down, like just pass out. <laughs> yeah, um, it is kind of cute, though, because she's still embarrassed. But I guess is so she's doing this because she thinks it'll ease him, right? Yeah, Um. And, but she's she does seem to kind of be choosing to do it herself, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, no one's forcing her. He wasn't for he didn't ask for this. Yeah, yeah, of course. She's doing it willingly. And I think that's part of the give and take that we're seeing in this uh, relationship, I guess. Right. And it's funny, you mentioned relationship because I a lot of times it kind of feels like he's he's kind of forcing it and hoping. But in this mm-hmm. playthrough, even though it's kind of weird and he's, he's kind of dying from stress, uh, she does feel she does seem to be acting most close to him. Other times mm-hmm. it's kind of like arm's length and she's just trying to get information. Now she really does seem to be like you said, like endeared to him, which is weird. It's starting making me think, and I don't know that this is ever a thing that comes into play in this show, but is there like some kind of like psychic latent? I don't know. Whatever's happened the last time around, does it like linger? And do they feel that emotionally? Almost like, you know how people say in haunted houses, the spirits, there's something that's left behind with, you know, from their anguish or whatever their death. And people sometimes they say they walk through and feel that Ooh. like a coldness. It is a magical world. So that is a, that's interesting that there's like a little bit of the leftover threads of fate. Or... Yeah. Maybe she doesn't have the memory, but she has the feeling. Hmm. That would be pretty I, I, big. Uh... Yeah. I don't know. But you're saying that she's feeling these connections, but what have they done? This is, you know, he's just woke up the for, for the first day, you know? And he's this crazy manic person. She's telling him to calm down. Is that just based off the fact that, you know, she didn't die in the loot house the night before? Ooh, maybe she's resonating with uh, maybe what's going on. She's projecting, uh, not projecting, but feels for him because maybe that's what's going on inside of her. And that's why she's weird <laughs> and with uh, everything she has to deal with, which, again, we don't know too much, but there's definitely got to be a huge pressure on her as someone that has an insignia um like was mentioned earlier in the episode maybe she wanted to get out of it by saying she's a teller there's there's a lot so i wonder if she feels for him because she has to put up a brave face and go stuff and like just i don't know go through a lot too or if she's feeling something when she's doing her little mana checks when she's out there like you know 
Yeah, that's like, a that's a good willing, one. you know, what is she what is she pulling from out there in the wild when she's summoning her little spiritual orbs? And since she pulls from the environment, maybe she's getting something off of him because he's near her. Yeah, so maybe it's not something he can say, but she's feeling what he's going through. Yeah, because Puck kind of has that effect too, right? Says like, oh, I feel that he's he's being honest or, yeah. Right. Maybe there's more to that. Yeah, I, I hadn't considered uh, any of that. Um, but she realizes, you know, she even kind of talks, I don't know, it's, I don't want to say therapist, but she's talking about how it's been really rough for you. And he starts to cry and he's really saying he, he's never tried so hard at anything and he's so desperate to set everything right. It's kind of weird hearing that from someone, you know, if this is what he just woke up that morning and is going crazy. It has it almost is very different than the person she dealt with the night before. It's true. From her perspective, uh, it's kind yeah. of her perspective is what i'm trying to i'm trying yeah. to get into her head of what she's thinking of this person and how crazy he's being which is very different than how he was before but she just met him so who knows yeah that makes it extra interesting of why she's so um accepting of him right now because it's mm-hmm. the kind of the strangest playthrough from her perspective of it it's is. been one day and he's like just kind of going nuts he's going mm-hmm. nuts already uh and because she wouldn't know how many times she's died she doesn't know any of those things so it's kind of no. like oh she saved him and it was a close call it was really tough mm-hmm. um but now he's just breaking down like it's a he, he already can't take it he's been working one day so that's right that's interesting but it's but he's trying you know what is he saying she's trying to piece it through does he have some past what is it what would it be but rem finds them and she says uh he's taking the night off you know work and uh she says something that's kind of weird the way she says it. Subaru is a good boy. It's almost like um, a signal to Rem, like, he's okay, leave him alone. Yeah. Did you catch that? Uh, yeah, I think in, in the, the subbed, it was good person, but it, but the same same effect. I wonder if they are in cahoots, because I think, wasn't it mentioned that um, there are signs or things that can be said that hmm. um, Ram, I think Roswell was talking to Ram or Rem and saying that, like, be careful with your your sister doesn't act harshly and they have to like give cues or something mm-hmm. so i wonder if uh i didn't think that it could come from amelia i thought it would be between the sisters but maybe this is just adding fuel to the fire for like the the plus side because they're mm-hmm. hearing it from her and she might be kind of yeah putting the situation more at ease i think right it's one thing for him to be like oh let's be friends mm-hmm. <laughs> but then right. for her to say it um means a lot yeah yeah, I yeah. So anyway, he's a little upset that he was crying <laughs> in front of her. He uh, has a new nickname for Beatrice, Bieko. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, it doesn't but, roll off my tongue, but it's it's fine. <laughs> but I think it's it's just showing the nicknames as as he's finding these. What would you say when he's feeling not familiarity, but it's not even a connection either. It's almost like. He feels a closeness or a bond, maybe. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think familiarity is pretty good because he's kind of feels like he's friendly, but he kind of does know that they might not know all the things he does, right? Because he has to keep right. replaying it. But he does, he's seen them so much, so he does kind of feel kind of close. But it's not just that. The last playthrough, she went above and beyond for him, protecting him even when she didn't have to. Yes. So he remembers that even if she doesn't. Yeah, and I, I I brought this up a couple of times ago, a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago, where I thought Beatrice would remember some of the past things that happened. And I guess since she didn't 
mention anything about the contract, anything like that. I, that sounds like it might be kind of out of the window. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I think at least, it, yeah, it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. They they're talking about curses again, and that you can discover a curse before it you know takes hold, and uh, and she might actually be able to do something about it if if that's possible. If one if they can get ahead of it, I guess. Right, what, maybe a counter spell, is. or right as it's being applied. Yeah, something about that because what they we heard that once it takes uh, hold of you, uh, you can't. It's impossible to undo. But... Yes, and she lets on that they have to be. It's like a melee thing. It's a melee attack. Mm-hmm. It's something physical that has to happen. Right, you have to get close enough to touch someone. Mm-hmm. Which so he starts thinking about all the things that he's done that have been physical. And then what changed the last time around that he didn't do, but Rem did. And he realizes that he didn't go to the village the last time, but Rem did. So it probably has something to do with going to the village. Yes. And so that's his new, I guess, clue, right? Right. So now he's kind of isolating it of like, there's the curse is going to kill someone and whatever it is, it, it has to be touched. It seems like it might happen in the village. Mm hmm. So he has to get himself to the village. So he goes to the girls to ask if they could go do a chore, like go into town to grab some supplies. And uh, at first, I love that they, he comes in asking for a favor. and They're like, lap pillow? No, no lap pillow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be that would be on brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, no, uh, he just wants to go to the village. Yeah. And he talks him into let's go today instead of tomorrow because i guess they're low in seasonings but this time instead of just rem going rom's gonna go as well oh i i thought because at first it's like yeah he's doing what he wanted to do he wanted to save rem he wants to set it up as a, mm-hmm. a playthrough to save everyone and this is the way to do it and then when rem goes to my first like you get a sinking feeling that the person who's going to get cursed if she's there is going to be like is the curse originally after uh ram yeah, I don't know. It's just more things he has to deal with. Yeah. It's so more... <laughs> it's it's going to be more complicated, and right. I'm still not sure who the curse was meant for, because I kind of wonder... Or if it's if, meant for anyone in particular. Who knows? That's true. I guess not everything needs to have <laughs> a direct reason. It, it seems like a powerful thing, but you're right. It kind of... If he goes out, he brought it into the castle last time he died. If he doesn't, she kind of gets it. But what if nobody... Ooh, instead of asking to go to the village, what if they didn't go? Yeah, but I guess he probably wants to go so he can figure out what it is because he thinks it's coming after Amelia next. It's true. Oh, there was one playthrough when he went to the village with Amelia, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, No, he went with Rem that one time. And remember, he talked to the kids, the dog bit his hand. Yes. Uh-oh, is the dog the curse bearer? Well, we'll find out next time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... A nice... <laughs> but until then, our watch has ended. I've been Tim. I'm Brian. All right, take care, guys.
am I getting through to you at all?